Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, and welcome to Joe Fest 2022. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. And see, you're actually sitting here in the room with us right now. So you can just pull your phone out and add it. But I'm sure it's already added, so it's fine. Uh, wherever you listen to us, we do have an actual podcast that's available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so please leave a review. Next time you're listening, if you have a minute, like when you're done in the car, like, oh, wait, let me leave a review for these guys on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. Uh, and we are now four times a month. We like to do a news episode, and we like to do just kind of a media segment episode where we do reviews and other fun things like that, some of it which you will be helping us with today. Uh, Noel, we're here at Joe Fest. We are at Joe Fest. We got here yesterday, and I, I wasn't too sure, like, what was going to be available, if there were going to be things going on, like, you know, because last time, we haven't been down here since 2019, and it was a little bit different then. It wasn't quite as big as things are this year, uh, but we got to go into the dealer room last night. Mm-hmm. We got to spend a couple hours in there, and then they booted us out, because they were like, you guys have spent enough money for the entire weekend already, you have to leave. And then I went to the lobby swap. So then we got to spend lots more money at the lobby swap. Uh, yeah, I think I actually spent more at the lobby swap. So, just you want to just highlight some of the stuff that you've picked up this weekend? It, it, it like technically, I feel like Joe Fest has been open for 15 minutes. Now. <laughs> well, right. Well, to the open to the public today, it's been open for 17 minutes. So, um, but fortunately, I was able to get in yesterday, and then again go out this morning and pick up a few more things. Um, my uh, my biggest hauls thus far. Um, uh, well, I, I have a, ta- a tactical battle platform that I got earlier here this morning. It's not complete, but it's got most of the parts, and it's in the box, and it was $25. So that's the kind of thing that you just you know look for when you're here. I've got one that's almost complete at home, and this just has basically the few parts I'll need to have one good complete one. Now, did it have a price on it, or did you have to say, hey, how much is this? I, it had a price that I didn't believe. So I looked at it, <laughs> and I looked at the vendor, and I said... It says incomplete 25. Is it just the box? It goes, oh no, there's stuff in there. So I opened it up and sure enough, I was like, that's that's most of the parts. I was like, I don't even care if all the parts are here. Not at 25 bucks, I'll take it for that price. Well, there's some places that would have just been selling that box for 25 bucks or, or more. more. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was my big thing. I also picked up a, a Christine Asp last night. Uh, it had both blast shields, and the blast shields can cost 20 bucks, so it was worth it for me to get that for 20 bucks. Um, got a mauler, which is one of the things I'm looking for. Also not complete, but a good deal on that. Um, a dreadnought a, a ground assault vamp. Um, just the shell, but it's a start, and it's a nice little unique piece to have in my collection. Um, and I started, uh, I decided, I, have, I had some shelf space that I, I decided I want to start uh, putting something new there, and so... I'm going with the GoBots collection, and I want to try to be a complete uh, a completist on GoBots. So I got myself the HQ, uh, picked up a handful of them, Flytrap, uh, both both versions of Slicks, Bad Boy, Scratch, Dozer. So let me so, let me ask you guys, everybody in the room right now, uh, show of hands, how many people have plenty of shelf space in their homes? Lots of extra shelf space to start a new collection, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, this is. <laughs> 
floor-to-ceiling bookshelves in my living room. So. <laughs> oh, man, that's <laughs> great. But isn't it funny how anytime you do get like that extra space in your home or you you know build an extension or whatever it is, you look at it and all you see is new collection? Yeah. Like not like, oh, we could put a gym here or we could do you know, a really nice piece of modern art or something, yes. which, I mean, toys are modern art, don't get me wrong. But like the first thing you see is like, New collection space. Well, to be fair, my collection is confined to two rooms in my basement. So everything upstairs is, you know, that's that's all uh, presentable to other adults. All, I guess. all total Southern living. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you actually just picked this up for me. Uh, have you guys been by the Fresh Monkey Fiction table at all yet? If you haven't seen this, uh, they have some exclusive figures down there. They're Joe Fest exclusives. Uh, Noel grabbed me this Riot Asps. Uh, that is Aerospace Strategic Patrol Soldiers, so it's a troop builder. But if you can see that, that blue with the red on his chest, it doesn't evoke anything too specific to me. Not really. Uh, but this is an awesome little four-inch figure. Uh, the articulation and the proportions. The first thing I said when I looked at this guy, when I got him in hand, is, man, I wish all the 25th Joes were proportioned like this. Uh, because this is a fantastic figure. They've got it down there for 27 bucks, uh, And it has, since it's a space figure, look at that beautiful... Oh, I just popped it in half. It's got a beautiful bubble helmet. Crystal clear plastic ready for the rigors of outer space adventure. Uh, and then tons of accessories and stuff. Uh, so this is exclusive to Joe Fest, and then around noon they're expecting delivery of a shopkeeper figure that is in the likeness of Joe Fest guest, Mr. Keone Young, uh, also the voice of Storm Shadow. But this figure, it absolutely is not his character from Deadwood. It completely, totally is not that character at all. And if you take it to his table, I'm sure he's not going to want to sign it for you. I'm just saying. For a small fee. Uh... Really cool exclusives available here at the convention. Uh, Valiverse also has an exclusive uh, Sergeant Slaughter that's going to be available. So once you guys get down there, uh, be sure and check these guys out. You know, these independent toy companies are, are making magic. These guys are important. And as much as we love Hasbro and Mattel and everybody else, uh, I really think going forward these, these independent guys are going to be the future of the business. Uh, it, it's important that we get on board now. And, and I say that, this is an awesome figure. This is not like, oh, I guess I'll buy one of these to make sure these guys stay in business. Like, you're going to be happy to have these guys. And they've got tons of other figures down there, too. All right, what else have we got news-wise? Cobra Convergence. Has anybody heard of Cobra Convergence? That guy has. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> I, do you want to come up and tell them about Cobra Convergence? Get on up here. Take the, take the podium, my friend. Uh, thank you. I'm doing what I usually do, and that is take over the show. <laughs> so, yeah, Cobra Convergence, we've been doing it for a few years. We skipped last year, but um, we usually uh, get together with a bunch of... G.I. Joe fan creators in the month of July uh, to basically come together uh, to, to celebrate G.I. Joe by celebrating G.I. Joe's enemy, Cobra. 
So we have YouTubers, we have podcasters, we have cosplayers, we have uh, all these folks uh, who are fans of G.I. Joe and creating great stuff online, uh, coming together to do Cobra-themed content uh, for the whole month of July. We have a calendar um, on uh, htc788.com if you want to see the calendar of presenters. Uh, we've got uh, presenters every day in July, and a couple of days we have more than one. Uh, so there will be great Cobra content for the entire month of July, including these guys. Uh, look, looking forward to that. Check the calendar to find out when they will be doing their stuff. July 15th. Yes. Um, so um, also, uh, if anybody out there has their own podcast or YouTube channel or, or something like that and you would like to do some Cobra Convergence stuff but you're not on the calendar, you can still do that. Um, there are instructions for that at hcc788.com. Um, I'm going to do like a weekly promo video for, <clears throat> for everybody out there who wants to just join in. Um, and we like to make it uh, like a, a whole community event. Like if you're a G.I. Joe fan, if you're uh, part of the fan community, uh, you can get involved and I hope you will get involved. Um, and uh, we try to turn the, the whole world Cobra Blue for the month of July. So that is Cobra Convergence. Uh, thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Uh, we now return the show to, to the stars. Thank you. Thank you, the Cobra for uh, giving us that information. It's, uh, we're, I'm thrilled to be part of uh, Cobra Convergence. I've been watching it for years and years and years. So uh, I think you're, you may have to expand it to two months next year with as much content creators as you've got working with us. And then all year long. <laughs> Take over the world. All right. Uh, so we had another live stream on Instagram. And... I love watching Emily and Lenny talk about the product. I love seeing their enthusiasm. I love, they don't feel like they're rehearsed and, and they are scripted obviously, but they just feel so genuine. They're entertaining to watch. I just love their enthusiasm for the product. Uh, they're great. So we had a few announcements from this new live stream, which the final live stream is gonna be this coming Wednesday on YouTube again, which I gotta say, I do prefer YouTube. Uh, and, and I get the feeling they do too. Like when you see, like it seems to me that Lenny gets a little frustrated. Like when he's, can you see this? Is this in the, I don't, where is it? They need a multi-cam switcher. I don't understand why they can't have a wide shot and a close-up. Oh, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because we, we are horrible people. We owe, Christian, I'm sorry. We completely forgot about you. But was, it's only because you're not here. I was wondering if we were going to bring up our third co-host who is uh, on assignment in Florida right now. Yeah, we all we all know how the day job can interfere with the fun stuff. And unfortunately, Christian uh, it wasn't able to make it out here. As a matter of fact, could, could we do a little something? On a, on a, on, can we do a 3-2-1? We love you, Christian. Can we, can we do that, you think? All right, everybody ready? 3 Two, one. We love you, Christian. All right. So yeah, he he obviously very upset that he couldn't be here. Very last minute uh, the decision at his work was yeah. made him uh, not be able to be here this week. So Noel, do you want to tell us about this first announcement that we got? Well, you know, <clears throat> there's certain. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm You're broken up. You're emotional Already. over yeah. this. There, there are there are certain characters that I've been wanting to see in the classified line for a long time. And um, 
finally one of those is happening. So uh, I'm getting a scrap iron Yay. and a grunt. But a scrap iron. Yeah. We got over here. So. Yeah. I, I mean, look, scrap iron. I can't wait to see what they do with a classified scrap iron. Apparently, it's going to be a deluxe figure, which we're going to get to the point where they're all deluxe figures. Well, I guess you, you can't do a scrap iron and not have it be a deluxe he's figure. Gotta have some kind of big. Apparently, he's coming with drone, like a drone or yeah. drones or. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll but see. He's got to have that rocket launcher, and that rocket launcher into itself is such a such an important and gigantic accessory that it's going to bump them up, and I'm going to be willing to pay whatever they're, they're yeah, going to charge yeah. for it. Yeah, well, I, I think about what they might include with him, and it's certainly, and, and look, Mindbender hasn't even officially been announced yet. It's true. Uh, Scrap Iron versus Mindbender, as far as being deluxe, I can just see him being like, okay, I'll drop that money, no problem. Right, right. Let's do it. And then Grunt is just great because he gets us one step closer to having our original guys in classified. Uh, and and potentially could provide some more kind of base parts to make some of those other guys because I don't I, I they could probably do Grunt with parts they've already got right now. Yeah, and then you've I mean Grunt and Zap are almost identical figures of the original line, so you just do a head swap for that. And, I, and honestly, I'm fine with that because if yeah. you're trying to recall the spirit of the original thirteen Joes. There was a lot of reuse of parts, and if we got to do that for some of these, I'm okay with it too. If it keeps the cost low, and we can get figures for you know less than twenty five dollars. So what? If, what if they decided Grunt is going to be a deluxe figure, but Grunt comes with a couple additional heads, some different web gear, some different weapons, and is essentially a like a troop builder. Yeah, he's a he's a green shirt. That could be very interesting. Yeah. But we don't know anything now because it's literally all we got was the name, Scrap Iron and Grunt. Uh, and then this delighted me. Okay, I mentioned this on the last episode. Emily dropped a very, very specific word in one of the live streams. She used the word retroverse. Did anybody else pick up on this? Uh, and she said it twice. And I don't know if she was using a cute little good morning. I don't know if she was using a cute little turn of phrase or if Retroverse is actually a concept that Hasbro could potentially be pursuing because if you think about it, we're getting all these O-ring figures. We're, getting, we're already getting Transformers and G.I. Joe crossovers. Um, so potentially, what if Retroverse could encompass Mask, Visionaries? You know, years ago, IDW there was supposed to be that big push to bring all those brands together and it never happened. And Retroverse just seems like too good of a, a nice brand name to just be a casual throw out, thrown out reference. Just something to think about. I just caught that and it was interesting to me. Somebody in Hasbro's marketing department like went to sleep happy once they came up with that term. Right, it's great. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Uh, yeah, they need to jump on it. And if they haven't, I guess we probably should have looked into that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the Stinger and Stinger Driver are coming to the O-Ring collection. Uh, I'm delighted because as much I love the Transformer crossover vehicles. I, I'm so stoked about those because they, they, like when I was a kid, I had dreams about that. And I never imagined we would get Transformers scaled to go with Joe figures. Uh 
Because, you know, they, they had done the crossover sets in the past, mm-hmm. but they were just repainted Joe vehicles that right. didn't transform, which, which was as cool as they looked. And we got a couple of Transformers inspired by Joes, like the, uh, the Cobra Viper, the, the Rattler, and then the Snowcat. But they weren't official crossovers. And you can't put Joe figures in. Right. But these, you can put Joe figures in, but I didn't want just Transformer vehicles in G.I. Joe. I want my Joe vehicles, too, and now they're doing a stinger. So they have said, this is what I love about following along with Hasbro right now, is little by little they're telling us, yes, we're giving you what you want. Just hang in there. Give us a minute. Look, here's a stinger. And the stinger is the indication that, okay, we have larger plans. Because they're not just putting a stinger out. Like, we'll see other things eventually, especially after the thing sold out in, what, like 24 hours, I yeah. think? Yeah, we've 7,500 units in 24 hours. That mold's I mean, in play. We're getting a vamp, and we may get a Tiger Force vamp. You know, we, we may get several other variations of it. Yeah, and I'll yeah. take them all. Absolutely. How did you know the point? What's that? How did you know the 7,500-1? Uh... We are big fans, or I in particular am a big fan of the His Tank forums. Anybody here on His Tank? Any tankers in here? Yeah, I'm on tank. So there are some guys in there that every time something goes on sale, you can go into Chrome, and if you look at page elements, yeah, it will tell you the inventory. So there was a guy in His Tank tracking the sales on the Stinger for the whole 24 hours. He would put up... <laughs> the, you know, it, it would be like minus forty five ninety eight seventy five hundred like throughout, and when it sold out, he was like, "That's it, they're done." And, and you go look, and it was sold out. So yeah, it's great. And and everything that's gone on sale like that, uh, there's somebody in there. It's probably the same guy usually, uh, but but will track what the sales are. It's it's great. Um, so, and, but anybody can do it, yeah. If you just look at the, the so what, source? Source code. I, I, I can barely put a podcast together every week. I certainly can't get into source codes. Uh, I'm stoked about this thing, though. When, you, oh, yeah. when this popped up, what was your reaction? I'm buying two of them. <laughs> and, and that's what <laughs> and, I did. And I, yeah, I immediately. Actually, this is what finally got me to uh, purchase that Pulse Premium membership because uh, I was like, all right, I've, I've spent too much on shipping for the last couple things I've ordered, so alright, here's 50 bucks, and now I'm going to get these shipped and then I bought the Tonka Devastator that they just announced yesterday, so uh, I'll Did you guys see this thing? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a, if you didn't see it and this is, we'll consider this G.I. Joe adjacent Sure. Uh, there is a new Devastator, well I guess it's an older mold. So yeah, it's, it's the original G1 Devastator mold essentially, in the G2 Devastator colors, but with some Tonka labels and Like that, Tonka truck yellow. That shouldn't be that exciting, but I immediately was like, shut up and take my money. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, I put, because I I don't, every few years, uh, I will start collecting Transformers, and then I'll get really mad at myself and say, I don't collect Transformers, and I'll get rid of them all. And this one, I put it in my cart, (laughs) and I was like, you're not getting me this time, Hasbro. Stop. They got me. Yeah, well, but you collect Transformers, and that's that's reasonable. Uh, So this Stinger looks... uh, It's... I need close enough. I want better materials. I want better plastics. If if there's a little better design as far as functionality, I'm good with that. I don't need an exact duplicate of the original, and it looks like that's what they're delivering here. Uh, Have you you done kind of an eyeball comparison? Not really. 
Um, haven't had much of a chance to it, but so it looks like the the most no, the thing that jumped out to me because I'm I'm not a guy. If you've listened to the show, you know this. First of all, my I got donkey brains. I can't remember anything anymore. So like, I'll get vehicles that I had when I was a kid, and I'm like, there were guns on this. I have no idea. Uh, so the Stinger. With with things like this, I look at it and I'm like, "Yep, that's a stinger." And I don't I don't tend to do the deep dive of like, you know, how the tires were designed or whatever. It looks like a stinger that's good enough for me. But I did notice that it looks like the plastic on this one isn't quite as glossy as the original. It's got like more of a matte finish, uh, and which is probably similar to the plastics they used on like the the Ostriker or the Retro Ostriker. Yeah, I would imagine so. that they put out at Walmart. But the also the. the uh, yeah. that just came out as yes. yes, which is why I say to me this is a new collection. Yeah. This is this is for me personally because I'm kind of a lunatic. Uh, I can't put these figures beside my vintage figures. The rivets are different. That, yeah, the rivets yeah. are different. The the finish they just they just don't work. But now I've got a new collection and that's fine. Uh, you'll also notice that the trim and the roof and the doors are a light, light gray as opposed to the original, which has a darker gray on those things. Uh, but otherwise, I think the back engine panels are not removable on this one. Yeah, this is not as detailed as a 25th van. Oh, well, definitely. No, de definitely not. Much closer to the original. Which, which I'm good with because that's the aesthetic I want in my... Retroverse. <laughs> uh, I'm good with that. I, I, you know, there's a fine line for me between doing this retro style stuff and going too far with detail, which I say too far for this collection. Like, I, I collected 25th while that was happening. I've got tons and tons of the vehicles. I love them, but they're a different aesthetic than. The original stuff, so I don't want a retro-style vehicle to be as detailed as a 25th vehicle. Mm. So that—that's just my personal taste on that. So who here jumped on this stinger when this thing went up? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's I, I got, and I got two, just because that's as many as you could get. Yeah. And I—I I don't. And that don't price need is. Two. And that price was very. Price reasonable. was solid, yeah. I think. I Considering think it's very fair. Our uh, our O-ring figures are 21. two yeah two packs for twenty one bucks a piece. piece. That's worth it. Heck yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's see here. I gotta say, after Kamakura costing thirty four dollars or whatever, this costing thirty four, this yeah. feels like a steal. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, absolutely. I felt the same way about the uh, the two Transformers crossovers figures. I thought those both of those, especially considering how I thought much those were going to be mold tooling way more than they are. Yeah, they, those are both very very reasonable. Um, so, for those of you guys who do know the show. Uh, want to give you an opportunity here. Is there anything that you'd like to hear? Like, what are we missing? What what uh, is something that you think would be cool that we could do? If you've got any input at all, you can hit us up now. You can hit us up after we're done with the panel. Uh, get on well Twitters. You can tweet us. I can't guarantee I'm ever going to look at that thing. But GI Joe Audible. Uh, but just think about like what we do on the show, and and we'll be here all weekend. Come talk to us, hang out, whatever. Um, Buy us a beer, right? We'll do that. Oh, speaking of which, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna throw a plug in here. There is a Bull Weevil Cafe and Sweetery right across the street from here. That place is killer, and they have a blueberry wheat beer 
that if, if, if you're not actually a fan of drinking beer, if you prefer your beer to taste like things that aren't beer, blueberry wheat beer, very good. I got the, uh, the fried green tomato BLT. Awesome, awesome. Uh, all right, Noel, are we ready to move on? I think we are. All right, we, we have a new segment here that we're doing just for you guys. It is called Knowing is Literally the Entire Battle. <laughs> because this is a trivia game where you can win an audible interlude itty bitty ditty bag that contains The Joy of Joe, uh, a book that I contributed to a few years ago. Uh, I've also got a sticker and a button, so you have the opportunity. Should we do the hats too? What do we got? We've got maybe I don't know. We got we have two levels of questions. We'll let them. We'll let them yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So we have softball questions. Yes. And then you can opt, for, or or you can opt for a brain buster level question. So if you opt for the brain buster, you get the itty bitty ditty bag and a hat. If you just do the softball, you get the itty bitty ditty bag. That seems fair, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, uh, who feels like they're ready for some GI Joe trivia? Do we have a volunteer? Come on up here. Come back up to the podium. <laughs> we we've. Okay, okay. Now, if I get it wrong, I'm going to look like I'm wrong. If, if you get it wrong, uh, we're going to eject you from Joe Fest, and That's you will fair. never be able to return. My, my, my Joe fan card revoked. Yes, it will be pulled. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think you're going to be okay. So do you want a softball or a brain buster? Oh, dear Lord. Um, you know, I like to live dangerously. Let's, let's do the brain buster. Uh, oh, boy. Here we go. Noel, Noel, do you want to pick this one? Uh, I think we can go with the first one on the list. What do you think? Do you think so? Okay, yeah, all right. Right down the line. <laughs> In G.I. Joe the movie, Alpine asks which Joe, how are you at splicing? Ah, uh, I know this one. I know this one. I feel very gung-ho about this, <laughs> about this answer. Very good, <laughs> sir. Yeah, that was it. Oh, hey, 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 thank you. Thank you. Enjoy <laughs> your itty bitty ditty bag and your audible interlude hat. Yes. Keep on slicing. Hardest man alive. <laughs> All right, who else would like to? Oh, bring it on. Carson. All right, here we go. All right, softball or brain buster? Brain buster, I can't let Brian show me up. Brain buster. Ooh. And I need oh. another hat. Oh, I don't know. This almost might be too easy. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, they might, this might be a curveball. Could be. Uh, okay. You want to deliver it? You want to do question which one, which one are we doing? Question two, question three? You, you, you I want to do question three. I think that's okay. a good one for Carson. Go for it. Go for it. All right. Carson, taxes. Yes. Name the first G.I. Joe mail-in figure. First ever G.I. Joe mail-in figure. Couldn't they be including 12 inch, or are they doing three inch? That's for you to decide. My first mail order figure would absolutely be Cobra Commander 1982. Followed by Major Blood Spring of 1983. Come on, you're doing 12 inch? The first ever. First oh, ever. Lord, I don't know the 12 inch stuff that well. <laughs> Neither do I. I had to look it up. I'm not going to lie. This is not yeah, no, I'm not going to know it. I'm sorry. Oh, man. All right. Does anybody want to steal? Wasn't it? I, I did that too. All right. 
we'll, uh, that, that was a tough one, because I mean, I never, I, I just never would have known that. It was the Kellogg's Dress Marine, which was interesting to find out, because it very much looks like the, the gung-ho dress blues, like, it almost looks like he might be a tribute to that. You want, you want to give him a participation trophy for... <laughs> Everybody gets a sticker. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll set him up with a little gift. All right, back. all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. This is, yeah, you, okay, now we have softball. You, you did nail the first three and three quarter. But, it's, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, we've got some softballs, and there's no shame in taking the softball because really we're here to give prizes away. That's that's what we want to do. So somebody else, come on up. We'll throw you a softball. Bring it up here. Bring it up here. Good morning. Good morning. All right, softball or brain buster? Uh, no shame losing to a brain buster. All right, all right. All right. I'm gonna go with number two. Sure. Okay. What was the height of a standard GI Joe, a real American hero figure, in centimeters? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the metric system? <laughs> Eight. That was a that was a fine guess. Nine point <laughs> five. Uh, now we got to give you the opportunity to take home a prize here. All right. So, you, would you like a softball? We'd like uh, to set. No, this. I'm, I'm stubborn. So. Oh my gosh. Well, this this will be our last brain buster. So anybody after this uh, will automatically get a softball. Boy, are you sure you don't want a softball? I'm, I'm highly recommending a softball because I think one. Kids. Bring it on. All right. The Audible Interlude sign off is inspired by which piece of Joe Media? Man, I do that. You know that one. <laughs> the end credits of the animated series? From Special Mission Brazil. The lackluster Cobra. <laughs> if you go back and listen to our archives, in our very first episode, we reviewed Special Missions Brazil, and it just stuck. Yeah. It was... That's it. Uh, well, thank you for playing, sir. No shame in losing to the Brain Busters. I... Look, I knew where I was coming with these questions. I knew I was coming to Joe Fest, and I couldn't just not have some challenging stuff ready to go. All right, who wants a softball? Bring it on up here. That was about the heart was going. All right, just go down the lo- down the road. Two. Question two. Okay, good question two. two. Good question. Which 1983 G.I. Joe figure included the standard issue laser rifle seen in the Sunbow cartoons? Ooh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Did anybody want to steal? Duke was a mail order initially. The mail order Duke? Yeah, he did. The mail order one did. Oh, did he? Oh. Let's fact check. Absolutely. While we're fact checking, who wants a softball? Come on, come on. Somebody come up here. Yeah. So I've got this 83 Miller Duke, and he came with the XLR. Oh, 
okay. So, yeah, look at that. No, oh, take, oh, oh, no, no. Can, can I still steal? Um, oh, yeah, because this has not been answered yet. You want to just steal this one? Snow job. Yeah. Boom. Here is your itty bitty ditty bag. Enjoy. Uh, all right. What do we got? Uh, well, we got a few more here. Softball. The softballs are softballs, people. Bring it on up. I tell a lot of people <clears throat> tell a lot of people this at this convention, but I've got that shirt. <laughs> yeah, Walmart edition. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Are you ready? Which vehicle did cross country pilot? The Havoc. That is correct, sir. Enjoy your itty bitty ditty bag, which we discussed on our most recent episode of Audible Interlude. That's correct. Our instruments of Destruction section. Instruments of Destruction. Uh, all right. I've got two more softballs. Two more people want to walk out of here Stephen Ray. with an itty bitty ditty bag. We, we should have scheduled two panels. We should have. <laughs> <laughs> One just for trivia. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Marvel Comics, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 21, contains which landmark story? Oh. All right, who wants to see? I, I saw... Well, wait. You have you won what? No. I just I win a lot. Joe Fest, Red Joe Fest shirt, gentlemen. I saw your hand first. Have you won yet? You didn't. Won. I, I crashed and burned. Okay. Well, do you want to take this one? Do you know it? Silent interlude. It is. Please come and collect your itty bitty ditty bag. I feel that might have inspired the name of something. Yeah. It's, it's, there's potentially some influence with this show that you're uh, experiencing right now. All right. Finally, one more softball. Uh, throw the hand up. This is it. All right. I'll ask you on the way up here. Uh, who is the Joe team's electrical safety specialist and covert masseur? This is a softball. <laughs> Think body massage. Oh. body massage. <laughs> This, this is, there was a recent... It's got to be a roadblock. That is correct. Congratulations on your itty bitty bitty bag. And that's a PSA. Yeah, that's officially yes, canon now. I was like, yes, it is. There is a figure there is a body massage roadblock. There is a Super 7 reaction figure that makes that canon. So. All right, let's see here. Well, talk we're going to uh, talk about the movie. We got 10 minutes. So we what we're going to do is uh, spend 10 minutes talking about going to see GI Joe the movie in the theater. Who here made it out to a theater to see it? Uh, it was, if you didn't, you got one more opportunity tonight. Yeah, that's right. It's it's playing today as well. One of the local theaters is playing it. Yep. Uh, so when you were a kid you knew G.I. Joe the movie. What, what was your knowledge of it? Well, like before it came out? All I knew was I saw a commercial on WGNX Channel 46 in Atlanta that said, uh, coming this Friday, G.I. Joe the movie. And I was like, what? So I 
threw, I think I threw my everything out of my chair. I was like, I gotta watch this. Um, yeah, so it aired on it aired on on just regular television as a movie, and then later they split it up as a five part. And see, that's I can't. I don't recall. Was it like a Sunday night special or something along those lines? I, I, think I don't. It was aired on like a Friday afternoon, but again, it's been thirty-five years, so. Well, and I'm sure it was different times shady. in different places. There's no telling who showed it when and where. Uh, I remember walking into it. Anybody remember Turtles, the music store? You could rent videos there. This was. This was a very Atlanta thing. So yeah, if you're not from Atlanta. You so, may not know it. I, I remember walking into a Turtles, and they had the clamshell of GI Joe the movie on VHS. And I might have not totally been aware of VHS prices. I want to say it was like $90 or something along those lines. So obviously I did not bring home a copy of G.I. Joe the movie that day. Uh, but we all know the story behind it. Is It was supposed to be a theatrical release and then Transformers and what My Little Pony I think also kind of... Crashed and burned. Yeah, they blew it for, for Joe. Unfortunately, as is often the case, Joe is, is just bringing up the rear and <laughs> left out in the cold. Um, but... TV was the first time, and then, like you said, they split it up into the miniseries like the other ones. What did the celebrity voices mean to you when you were a kid? Because in Transformers, we had, we had Orson Welles and Leonard Nimoy and... Uh, Judd Nelson, Eric Idle, uh, Robert Stack, Lionel Stander. You actually, I mean, you had a very large cast for Transformers the movie. For this one, and I don't know if this was a decision that was made when the when Transformers failed so much, but really there's there's two celebrity voices in this, because I'm not counting Sergeant Slaughter as a celebrity voice, because he was what? already on the show. He was already on the show uh, the previous yes. season. Yeah, okay. But you got Don Johnson, who, of course, was huge this time for Miami Vice. Um, See, and that was significant to me, because like yeah. Miami Vice was, at this point, 1987, still like one of the coolest shows on TV, the, the style, the aesthetic, the music. Can you feel it coming in the air tonight? <laughs> um... That and was Burgess Meredith, who, as growing up watching Batman and the Rocky movies, I mean, that was like, oh, I get Burgess Meredith and his awesome voice. See, I didn't, like, my mom was really excited to find out that it was Burgess Meredith. Like, she she looked at that as a big deal, but I don't know that I made the connection mm. between, like, I think she might have said, oh, he's Rocky's trainer. And I'm like, I'm 11. I haven't seen Rocky. <laughs> uh who, who, by the way, Rocky should be in the G.I. Joe line. They should. They should. No, I'd seen Rocky three approximately 314 times at that point in my life. I See, think, I don't so. think I had yet. When, well, when was Rocky three? Was that 82. like 82? 82? So, yeah. I, I had definitely seen it. I guess I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Burgess <laughs> Meredith, not as big a deal to me as Don Johnson. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so, you know, we didn't have quite the cast that Transformers had, but it still had a pretty significant. Uh, vocal presence, I guess, recognizable, and it's really funny watching it again now because I, like, I've watched that movie—I don't even know how many times in my life—but watching it this time, knowing we were going to be talking about it. And by the way, we'll do a full official review on a future episode of the show. We kind of just wanted to talk about the experience of being in the theater, uh, and that uh, my son's right over here, and you—you you hadn't seen it before now, right? This was seen in the theater for the first time, so that was cool too. Like, but watching it knowing you're going to be talking about it is different from watching it just for fun. And there's so many little things that I picked up on, like in the intro, Hawk shooting lasers, but they're shells coming out of his gun. I never thought anything. I'm sure I noticed it, but I never thought anything of that before. And now, watching it in that different frame of mind, I was like, well, that's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. 
did anything anything jump out at you on this viewing? Because it is very different. Now, I, the sound in our theater was... It, well, it just wasn't impressive. I was expecting, like, bombastic theatrical sound, and I literally have better sound at home. <laughs> my sound my sound wasn't bad. Um, obviously, this wasn't a movie that was ever really intended to be shown in theaters, so there's not a really good, high-quality copy right. of it out there. So, the, the, of course, the, the thing we were all most excited about was the first three minutes of the movie. Um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was pretty impressive to see that on a screen that was, you know, filling up my entire field of vision. Um, but I, I do, I do wish that they could have. I mean, and obviously this is a pipe dream for them to go in and just and restore this to where it, this is a, a quality theatrical print that they could put out. Um, but that's just not to be for GI Joe the movie. The animation held up really well. The sound was bad. Yeah. Yeah, the animation looked. Uh, it was great. I. I just seeing those characters on the big screen like that and and you know because it really never was intended to be shown in the theater right. by the point in production it got to but thinking about how epic it could have been like imagining oh, yeah. the scale of, of the Transformers movie but here's another thing that occurred to me and, and I had to ask him to remind me about it to talk about so Transformers the movie had a soundtrack a very notable soundtrack that I remember a friend of mine having when I was a kid, and I was very jealous of it. So think about the fact, and, and on, we're going to make a note on a future episode, we're going to fantasy book the G.I. Joe, the movie soundtrack. <laughs> because think about what that might have been, because by the time, like, they didn't, they didn't even make one. But if this had made it to theaters, there would have been a soundtrack. There would have been some 80s contemporary artists that would have contributed something uh, and, and just thinking about what might have been is pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, we got, of course, some bonus content at the beginning of the movie. So uh, we had uh, you had Duke, um, and they got Michael Bell to yeah. come in and do the voice of Duke. Uh, they got B.J. Ward to come in and do Scarlet, and I can't remember Roblox's uh, voice actor. Um, but they got those three characters in to do a little bit of work, and then, of course, Cover Commander... We no longer have Chris Lotta available, so um, they, they did another bit of it. But it wasn't much, but it was something fun and different to kind of set it off a little bit and just make this different from watching this on your home projector. You got a little bit of new content with that. Um, and a, a couple of good laughs that came out of that as well. Well, and apparently there was an intro by Emily and Lenny from Hasbro in some theaters. We didn't get it in our theater. No, I didn't get that. Uh, but that's really cool to know that Hasbro is that invested in this app because the you know Hasbro's GI Joe's social media presence I feel like isn't as strong as it could be, um, which is one of the reasons why it makes such a big deal out of like reposting stuff on our Instagram because we've got so many followers around the world. But I, like I feel like boosting the signal for Joe is something that I really want to do because Hasbro. Uh, you know, we do get the great live streams and stuff like that, but it seems like they don't get quite the same level of attention as their other brands. So I, I you know, I try to do what we can to get the word out a little bit more. But yeah, seeing that investment and that direct involvement from Hasbro in a release like this, I thought was really cool because mm-hmm. that synergy doesn't always happen. I thought it was a very ambitious move to release this in this many theaters all at the same time because there's a very limited number of people who are going to be the target audience. Yeah. Uh, when I when I bought my ticket, uh, I bought it to join three other people, and those are the only three seats that were selected at the time. There were four other people that showed up at our theater, and I was at one of the busiest theaters in Midtown Atlanta. 
Um, so uh, we had eight, so eight people total in my theater. Uh, how many did you have in yours? We probably yours? had, what, like 10 or 12, you think? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, was, it was a blast. It was finally seeing it the way that I'd always wanted to see it. And, you know, if they do it again, I'll go again. Because yeah. just having that experience. Yes, sir. We probably had 50 or 60 here. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, nice. It was a, that was a, did anybody go on yeah. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this this would definitely be a place that if I had come down a day earlier, yeah. I would have loved to have seen it with yeah, a bunch of other Joe fans here you know, in Augusta. Yeah. Yeah, we, and we still got uh, there was a, a lot of audience interaction, a lot of a, a lot of laughs, yeah. and and some cheering for a couple spots. Um, like really, Cobra Commander, I think, uh, turning into a snake was the funniest thing in the world for a couple of people who had never seen the movie before. I mean, to be honest, it kind of still is the funniest <laughs> thing in the world if you have seen it before. It is. Uh, all right, well, we got to wrap this thing up to make room for many more panels going on this weekend. You guys, thank you so much for coming out, checking out the live show. We we got we had so much here that we just didn't even get to because. That's what we do. If you've ever yeah. listened to the show, you know. It, we, it, we target for an hour, and we might go two and a half. We've, yeah, we've, I think we've hit an hour once in the history of the show. Uh, please check us out uh, on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, you can check Noel out. The Finest have a table here. And you guys, thank you so much for coming out. Uh, let's do a three, two, one, yo, Joe. Three. Two, one, yo, Joe! Cobra. Thank you all. I have got one more itty bitty ditty bag. Somebody can have effort free. We will ask nothing of you other than please listen to the show. Come and grab your uh, itty bitty ditty bag, and then uh, Carson will. I'm going to brew up a special bag for you here. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.